Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guest hosts or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only.
Hello, world. This is Teresa J. Morris, and I'm excited to be live on planet Earth today. It's January 31st in 2020, and I've never been so glad to see a date get behind me. Uh, gosh, I don't know when. This has been a frustrating 68 years. <laughs> Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet out there. I tell you, I thought I'd never get here. It's going to be February 1st, and I'm so happy because so many of my friends out there have been working and gathering information and being intelligent and writing books and asking me to talk at events. And I did show up at one uh, in 2016, believe it or not. I got asked to go to two, but I helped to form and structure one and uh, have asked to be friends with a lot of other people and so we formed agents consultants and organizers and uh, we also have eight five oh six one two really let me see who this is maybe this is uh our new intern hello eight five oh can you hear me hi yeah yeah sorry it's me i typed the wrong number <laughs> sorry yeah, sorry for being late Oh, that's okay. Is this Jacob or Jordan? Richard? Yeah, that's uh, Jacob, yeah. Jacob Richard, right? Yep. Well, yay. Well, Jacob, you're um, you're perfectly on time. Thank you so much for coming tonight. I'm real excited to have you on my show. I'm doing a totally different one tonight. I do Alien Contact Oracle Presents UFO Association as ACAR Disclosure. And I bet you have no idea about any of that. Have you been able to find out anything about the kind of stuff I do in the niche genre by chance? Uh, I've uh, I've been looking up some stuff online. The only thing I know is uh, you talk about UFOs. Uh, I've been uh, looking at some stuff. Not not too much besides that. Well, good. At least you know that. So uh, we've yeah. been following uh, different people in the business since I've been alive on the planet, but. You know, each person has an opinion, and everybody has their idea of what life's all about. So I'm real excited to have you tonight. You're a lot younger than I am, younger than most of my grandkids. So <laughs> that's the way the life goes. So we're talking about the grand family and how we can all help each other on the planet. And uh, it's a big thing writing a book, and I know you're not quite right yet, but you're getting started. And uh, let me help you tonight show you how, because I know that you're going to be wanting to go in radio, but let's sort of introduce you. Uh, so thank you for showing up. Now, you want to tell people a little about yourself? I know you've only been like, what, tw maybe you're not even 28. Are you 23? Yeah, I'm how 23. Yeah, that's right. Wow, and you've got such a deep voice, so you've got a good radio voice. But you told me that somebody sent you to me, and I'm real excited to report that because I guess they're anonymous. But I don't know what you're allowed to say about public stuff in our in our great state of Florida. But uh, I think it's wonderful that you're here and that you're going to be learning as my co-host. So why don't you tell people anything you can, like where you grew up or where you were born or anything you think that is considered uh, public knowledge or you don't mind people knowing about you. So go ahead. Uh, well, I'm from a uh, military family, so I moved around a lot. I was raised mostly in South Dakota, but moved over here at the uh, over to Florida at the back end of the elementary school. So I've been here for a while. Uh, I'm in 
university right now, going for an English degree. Uh, not sure exactly what to do after college, but uh, that's uh, pretty much what I'm focusing on. All right. Well, I've noticed you went on a lineable, and it says American Communications Online, which just happens to be my company that I've started here in Florida. But uh, it looks uh, – I was wondering – uh, had, have you been able to find very many places like that? The reason I was asking people to help us in business was, uh, especially on Alignable, was so we could get acknowledged at least on there. But it looked like you worked. It said American Communications Online. So, But that's cool because uh, I didn't know what it asked you. So uh, Alignable, did, do you know anything about it or just an app for business? Uh, no, the the first thing, the first time I heard about it was uh, when you sent me the link, and I wasn't sure what to put in there, so I just those are mostly placeholders for now. Okay, well, good. That's fine. Well, you're here tonight. You shut up. You know what they say? You got to show up first at <laughs> the beginning. Right, yeah. So at least you showed up. Well, give me some idea because we are live, and there's a lot of people in my Facebook social media groups that listen and participate, especially my authors that will be coming on. And uh, I've got some I've told we would be here tonight that may or may not show up. And uh, one of the guys that was going to run the association tonight and invited people, he had company unexpected come in out of town. They're getting ready for a big event because we help market and promote events. And we've trained a lot of people in our ACO event managers. But uh, it's good you've got space filler tonight. So this worked out really, really good because my Hawaii people didn't show up, nor did my Texas people. But had I asked them to, they would have. I just thought that since the gentleman said that he was going to reserve tonight, which he usually does, and Friday and said he'd be here, he'd be here. So just to let you know while you're going to be training as an intern in radio that some things that people say – May not happen. I'm, I don't know if that happens to you or in your college days, but uh, people may or may not. So you have to be willing to share the airtime because one thing radio doesn't like is two hours of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> so no. uh, is there anything that you would like to tell people about? If not, uh, we're going to talk about some other t- topics uh, that we do with various associations, but uh, maybe you can tell me anything you know about or any associations you've been in, band, choir, uh, magician, uh, hiking, Boy Scouts, anything that's sort of considered an association. Do you have anything like that? Uh, I absolutely do not. Um, Last time you you mentioned band, I think the only time I was in band was in a high school when I played saxophone and that's that's the last time uh yeah and how many years started. did you play saxophone uh throughout throughout high school four years were you ever in uh on the football field marching band oh yeah yeah I was a marching band what about uh did you ever play on stage in an orchestra or yeah. in the band Oh, you did? Yeah, it was it was, it was the same band. We would uh, march during the hot seasons, during the cold season. We would play in a uh, theater room. Was that in orchestra. Minnesota? No, it's in Florida. Oh, really? So you went to high school? All right. Well, let's discuss Florida. What do you know, and where? What part of Florida did you go to high school in? Let's start with that then. A uh, town called Crestview. It's in the Panhandle. I think it's only an hour away from where you are. Oh, 
uh, which way are you towards the uh, like the south or towards Tallahassee? Uh, people call us South Alabama. Oh, Is you're that, on uh, the other side of me. So you're towards Mobile. Yeah, yeah, close to Mobile. Okay. Does the interstate go through your town or not? Yeah, we have the interstate. It does. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> is that I ten? Yeah, it's I ten. Okay. Well, are you making good grades in the university? And do you go to USA? Uh, I go to uh, Southern U- Alabama. No, no, uh, UWF. Okay, and what's that? Because I'm I'm from. I went to school. I went to uh, Sam Houston, Alvin College, University of Alabama, and then somewhere Uh, in New York. Yeah. Uh, University of West Florida. I I do live in Florida, but it's because of the way things are here. People just call us Southern Alabama. Huh. Well, tell me, because I don't understand. We do a lot of culture, and the only person I know in that area is Calvin Parker, and he was an alien abductee, and I need to have him back, and he's agreed. I just got to get him back on. But they put uh, some kind of sign up. I hadn't been over there. I was supposed to come over and see him in the city, so I don't know anything. I've been to University of Southern Alabama because we had a uh, conference there. But do you know where that is in Mobile, or at least know where Mobile is? <laughs> I, yeah, I've been to Mobile a couple times, but it's it, it's uh, been a while. How far are you from Mobile? Uh, a couple hours, I think. I'd have to look it up. Oh, really? Surely yeah. not, because I'm that far. I, can, I think. I think I can get there. It's only not very far uh, to Mobile from here. Well, uh, Crestview, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just I hope I don't lose my show. Well, tell me what made you want to get into radio, if you don't mind. Telling uh, the people. I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was working part-time at a gas station. Someone walked in, said he liked my voice, offered to uh, help me get into radio. That's kind of the start of it. Really? Wow. Well, you do have a good voice, so I would think you would do well. uh, And did you say somebody from the university told you to intern or to learn? No, no. It's it's this guy named uh, Dave Koontz. Uh, He uh, runs... A radio station. I think he does some work for other radio stations. Uh, he just came in, offered to help me out, so I might have a future in it. Wow! How well that's great. Looks like you are approximately 58 miles from me. I'll be I-10 West towards the Phoenix Springs, Milton, Crestview. Okay, so I-10's right up there. It tells me via I-10. So it says via I-10 West in Florida 281 South. So it says how far. So we're not that far. And then uh, how did you learn about me personally in Florida? Uh, well, the guy I told you about came in with a uh, – I, I was uh, working over at his radio station. He came in with an ad from Facebook, which you told me you have no idea what that – what you had no idea about the ad. But he just came in, told me about the ad, and gave me your number to call. Wow. Well, you're in it now because this is live on the air. 
<laughs> and we're going to record this. So I got you on an interesting night, and uh, everything that I thought was going to happen didn't. So I guess we can change this. What would you like me to – You're uh, you've got a lot of leeway wait tonight. What would you like to call tonight? Because it's not anything like I thought it was going to be. So what do you what do you think it should be? Use your uh, imagination. Is this what the, what the call tonight? Sure. I, I I'm I'm this is my first time uh, calling in. I haven't even listened to a show. I'm not sure what the uh, running theme is for names. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna put Jacob J A C O B right. Right. R I C H. A-R-D? Yep. Okay. I will say interviews, interviews, and I'm writing it out right now. Teresa J. Teresa J. Thurmond Morris for the first time. So have you ever interviewed anybody? No, I have not. So you don't have well, okay. Get to, guess what? You get to know who I am tonight. <laughs> okay. It's uh, we'll do our uh, I'll put T.J. Morris so not to scare people. T.J. Morris. Uh, and what I will do is uh, let you ask me some questions, and we are going to be doing our ACO club, and uh, anything that you have not found out about will be fun because we're going to be training people as interns in radio. And uh, me and I have a lot of people that do this, but uh, we're going to get you started. So this is your very first time being on the radio. But I'm going to put in reverse. I'm putting Jacob Richard interviews T.J. Morris, ACO Club interns. Now, tonight's the first time in history on the planet. T.J. will disclose why she is writing a book about the world in which she lives. So this includes those who went to want to know why she met J. Allen Hynek. So TJ worked for 50 years in Invisible College. Learn about her friends, and let's see. That's it. I guess who 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 her friends are now. Yeah, that's what it says. And why they all are writing books now in 2020. In what. TJ refers to as the Ascension Age. Have you ever heard that term? No, I have not. And Ace Life Coach. You heard that term? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know a life coach. Oh, really? Well, you could. Okay, so Jacob Richard, co-host, our guest, our welcomes as my guest. So I will fix that. But you did show up, so that is correct. I put that in there, but... Not knowing, I had to go on blind faith that you would show up. But I saw that you went on the Internet, I guess. Uh, Jacob Richard, and I'm going to put co-host and uh, and guest for the first time, right? Because that's telling the truth. (laughs) So this is going to be – we can never get it back, folks, once you ride the bike, right? You learn how to ride the bike. So uh, co-host and guest. Okay, and you will have this forevermore. So this stays in my – we're doing this live, and this will stay in our archive so we can help other people. So uh, you can interview me, and you can also let people see how, for the first time ever 
on the radio. You've got a good voice, and we'll see if if, uh, this is a good archive for you to have people someday say, darn, are you Jacob Richard? Man, I heard you back in 2020 when you were first time ever on the radio. And if they didn't, you can go back and pull it up. (laughs) (laughs) So do your parents know that you're coming on, or do you have parents, or were you hatched? Uh, uh, no, my parents don't know that uh, I'm on the radio right now. Uh, uh, do you they're, they're, uh, still? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, okay, well, they're out or something? No, they're in the other room. Oh, you're kidding. You're calling no. a live radio station, and your parents are in the other room, and they don't know you're on – wow, you're – what a kid. I would I would absolutely die if my kid did that to me. <laughs> well, it's okay, right? I mean, you, you're a college. What would they say? You're in the university. You can do what you want because you're over 18. What would their response be? They, they'd be they, – they've uh, been really interested ever since I started doing radio, so they're probably going to be mad at me. Uh, oh. Yeah. I've uh, recorded a few things at the other radio station I work at. And uh, uh-huh. they always try to. They're always asking me when it's coming on, and I have no idea, so I can't tell them. And then they always yell at me about that. <laughs> so you didn't tell me you're working at a radio station. If you did, I totally did not know that. All right. Well, explain this little thing you're doing at the radio station. And does it is it a uh, brick and mortar, and does it only cover a certain area, or is it a digital network internationally? Uh, it. it it is available online. Uh, the the area it covers locally isn't that far. I don't even think I can get it from where I am. Uh, it's not so it's, paid or anything. It's, it's, uh, it's not paid or anything. Huh? Oh, it's like it's a PBS a, public broadcast system? No, no. Um, sorry. Uh, okay, tell me what kind it is or what you know about it Tell me uh, and how long you've been there uh, so we can know what's going on over it your life with mom and dad and radio station what kind of radio station is it it's a smooth jazz station uh essentially all i do over all i've done over there right now is uh i've recorded a few commercials uh, i've recorded sweepers and bumpers for them to play between songs uh, and i do the weather sometimes oh i used to do rip and read sports at the university but i had to Worked at a couple of major radio stations in college, so I expect you're doing that same thing. It, uh, it's like internship, you know. You just do it for the experience to get your name and your voice out there, and you re- you get comfortable at it after a while until uh, people feel more comfortable about letting you do things around, right? So you're doing a little bit of everything. Now, uh, do they let you use their equipment, or do you have to use your equipment at home to fall, do infomercials or commercials or bumpers or sweepers? What do you, what do you use? Uh, I, I do have some pretty uh, not very good equipment at home, so they, they let me uh, use their stuff at the station whenever I want to, essentially, as long as no one else is using it. Nice. So you can make MP3s for other people, which would be interested in getting people to let them know that we have that available in the panhandle and uh, networking and getting their commercials out there. So now you're good at this, apparently. How long have you been working there? Uh, A few months now. I'm I'm still kind of new to everything. Okay. So I guess you use royalty-free unless they're playing the jazz 
is it a 24-hour station? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, constantly on air. Wow, that's awesome. Good, good, good. In Crestview, well, we'll be handling this. Uh, you're within a 100-mile radius, so we can safely say we're covering where you are and where I'm at. at but actually, we go out internationally on iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify. Oh, my gosh, I've got so many companies that we work with and for out there, and a lot of people that uh, rely on us to give them the best information possible. And then we're in a niche genre paranormal tonight uh, we could have done any genre that pulls up for all these they put me under some news or whatever but uh, I've got a guy in Texas that he likes to do news and politics and I try to stay out of that because there's so much of that on mainstream or what people call fake news these days <laughs> but anyway tell us about uh, what kind of do they cover news over there or just what's happening in Crestview uh, over at the station I work at, it's it's pretty much it's what's called a they called it a learning station, where people can come in and uh, you know practice their skills and everything. Uh, they play music yeah. and they do they do have news shows and they uh, play weather. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of everything, but it's, it's so mostly it's a twenty four hour everything. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's mostly a smooth jazz station. I need jazz. My husband loved jazz. Well, since you played sax, uh, you didn't stay in it in the music industry at all. No, no, I'm. I don't think I can play saxophone anymore. Yeah, me. I, I played trumpet. I never played sax, but I walked the fields back in the '60s, and that's how I got discovered by the U.S. government. But I was twirling machetes and fire batons. So see, going. I was when I was asking you, I was trying to get you to take me back into the day when you were there. <laughs> but I've got to realize that you're young, and it's hard to get to lead you to talk. At, I guess carry on, or I guess kids today would call it. I don't know the military milling about smartly, but with words, getting you to go down a path and tell a pretty colored story, but. Do you feel like that since you've got out of high school, you've just been strictly book reading books, or uh, I mean, you're trying to find yourself, or tell tell me anything you're willing about yourself because I'm gonna let you ask me questions in a minute just so you have the experience online. Since <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got out of high school, it's I don't I don't think I'm anything special really. I, I started college. Uh, work part time, and now I'm interning at. I'm essentially interning at two radio stations. Uh, I'm. I don't think I'm that interesting. I pretty much. I'm, I'm a pop culture guy. I spend a lot of time reading, uh, playing video games, watching movies, things like that. Oh, good. Well, we need that. So that's what everybody pretty much does. They just don't want to admit it. So it's not really that boring. Do you have any idea where everybody's going in video games? Because uh, I can tell you what uh, Fortnite was one of them. Uh, I, now, I play I'm, – I'm old-fashioned, but my daughter, before she died this last year, taught me Pokemon Go. But I only made it to 23 when she died, but it was like within two or three months because we were too busy being at the hospital or 
uh, it was really sad, you know, living in the hospital and nursing cancer for three years of your life. But anyway, so we did Pokemon Go just to get out of the house, drive around and collect that. And then after that, my grandson moved in because that was his mother and she died. So I have his responsibility. He played Fortnite, but now he's on some new game. But tell me at least, because I've got to have a gaming department of my new company because I've been asked to, so I can promote gaming. But I don't know that much. So could you at least tell me what you know about gaming or any game names and anything you you have firsthand experience at? I, I think I know more than most people about the video game industry. Uh, what's really interesting is what's happening behind the scenes of the game industry because it's it's one of – in first world countries, they have, I think, the – I'm not trying to put this. They treat their employees horribly at most video games uh, companies. The, their programmers essentially have no value to them, so they get treated however they want and they get paid however they want. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm most interested in right now. Uh, I do enjoy wow. video games a lot. Yeah, it's because because so many people wanted to go into it in the '90s, so there's too many people who want to be in the video games right now. Oh, that's like when people wanted to be in computers. Like, I wanted to be in computers, but they weren't around yet. So we couldn't hardly even get trained back in the day. It was Fortran and COBOL because wherever we worked, there was big rooms like NASA. You know, we got to go in. They kept them out, and, they, you know, they were real hot, and they kept them in air-conditioned rooms, you know, tall IBM kind of things. So, you know, it was a mystery, like, for those that grew up around them. But this was a long time ago. I don't think you were even born. What year were you born? 87? Uh, 96. 96? Yeah. Wow. Is that 28 years already? I mean, you're, wait, you're 23? I'm 23, yeah. So you were born in 1996. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. You know, I'm 68, so I'm an old guy, and we're grandfathering anybody into our, (laughs) our club (laughs) tonight. But uh, I'm not even watching the board right now. I better get get over here and start watching the board. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even – hold on. <laughs> I'm getting carried away talking like you and I are talking on the phone. It's easy to do today. All right. Well, tell me um, – you know about the history, and that's good because we cover a lot of history uh, with our clubs and uh, history and gaming. But uh, this is good if you're young and know about gaming because we're going to be talking – about gaming and what it's done. So you've studied the history because you've looked into it about after college. So you wound up. So you guys, you're one of the few because my grandson's will be 21 March 13th, and he wouldn't go take the test that they used to give when I was a kid. Uh, we used to go to the libraries before we had internet and read up and and read about what we wanted to do or be, or we had these tests, and I guess you guys went through tests. SAC, uh, I don't even know what you do anymore, but maybe you can tell me because you recently done it and experienced it. But uh, I don't understand how you would know all that unless you were, like you said, you were looking at it as a profession. So how do you guys know these days? Because my grandson's not telling me. Matter of fact, he's got a job on the beach because he didn't want to work at some of these that pay him decent, but he had to sweat and he because he's a gamer, and he makes uh, he's on some of these leagues or something like bowling leagues, but I guess they're gaming leagues. You maybe know what they are, where you 
get in and you play Fortnite and you get in a team or something and then you get sponsors because you got so many followers and then he live streams. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's – well, to, if you're talking about gaming as a profession, there's kind of yeah. two ways to get into that that okay. way. Uh, there's okay. either you want to make games or you want to play games and have people watch. I, I think he's in that one because uh, there there are uh, professional game players who essentially yeah, play that's Fortnite what he or he wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that while he's out waiting tables on the beach <laughs> and crabs, <laughs> and there's something called casino. Uh, casino what? Hello. Sorry, you still there? Can you hear me? Oh, uh, yep. There you go. Okay. Sorry. Some okay. if I, if uh, sometimes with my uh, hold on, let me see if I can put this on speaker. Sometimes if I hit it with my ear to my heart, people yeah. can't hear. Okay. Well, um, I think it's because. I don't know. I'll have to look it up because I just took him to crafts. But anyway, so he's going to be waiting tables and helping. It's almost like living in Hollywood, I guess, while he's waiting to be a professional gamer. You know, it's like in Hollywood, you have to go wait tables before you become discovered and get in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. So tell me what you know then. What are these? Do people promise them something in these games or, or they get so many, right? Do you know? They get so many people to follow them, and they live stream their gameplay on their channel or something. Well, there's there's a, a there's a couple ways to do it. Either you want to be an entertainer, in which case you have to get a, a following online to get people to watch you, and essentially you know donate to your Patreon, buy your merchandise, watch your videos on YouTube, watch Twitch, things like that. Or if you want to be a professional gamer, which is be really, really, really good at playing video games. Uh, you can do it by that. You get sponsorships. Uh, you get companies tell you you're essentially like a professional athlete. And both of those are extremely difficult to do right now. It, it's like being a professional athlete. Yeah, well, you're only going to be three years older than him, but you already know, and he probably knows all that too. He'd probably be embarrassed that I said anything, so I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> He's anonymous. <laughs> so there's something for you to learn real quick is who, who do we want to mention and not mention? Because once, folks, this goes out live, we don't know who gets a copy. I mean, I sort of do because I'm a web developer and I have stats on Google, right? Now, tell me, do you know anything about computers and, this, like you said, live streaming and stats? What is the normal for somebody your age in college how much would you say they know about the internet? Because didn't you grow up and learn about it in high school, which I did not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You heard me. We didn't. We didn't even have them. So tell me, we didn't have one to take to school. So tell me what it was like for you, high school and college. Uh, I think people my age spent a lot more time on their computers. Um, so the the base amount of information is really really high, but it, it's it's also a lot higher to go. So I think I do know a lot, uh, but nowhere near as much as an expert in the field. Okay, so you're like what they call, you probably for radio and helping me out as an intern and 
maybe a co-host for the local panhandle area would be, you could help skill us at a, uh, what they call a user-friendly, at least, to try to gain knowledge on how to present a gaming uh, show to educate older people, uh, what they call an older demographic, you know what I mean, in stats, stats statistics. You could do that, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea. Yeah, I'd be willing to do that. <laughs> well, no, not just that. Just in general, <laughs> you know, give us – you don't – you know, I'm not going to stick you in a box because I know that yeah. people these days don't like to be stuck in a box, and then that's the only topic you get to discuss. <laughs> no, I've got a whole bunch of them, but I just didn't want to get you all lost in metaphysics tonight or UFOs unless uh, – you were into it, but I thought I'd try to, you know, help help you get comfortable in radio, at least with me, in talking about something you know about before I have you interview me, because we do a lot of interviews, and we'll be doing them of authors, uh, mainly because I have an authors club organization, but I also have a UFO organization. Well, it's UFO Association, and then I've got ACO Association, and then with you, I'm doing ACE Life Coach, and I don't know, you said you know a little bit about it, but we have various ways to help people, and uh, I don't know, that's the one area of gaming that I'm not familiar with, so I'm going to have to get young kids, because I pretty much help set up and write manuals uh, for the world, so to speak, in English, and write books, and we do uh, actual ACE Life Coaching, and then we put in basic descriptions, but we need to further those because life has changed since five years since I wrote the book called Ace Life Coach, Basic Introduction. But, uh, you know, we have different types. Most people, when you think of coaching, they just think of sports. But I do psychic spiritual counseling and developing intuition, and I help authors get their, you know, first book on Kindle, it used to be, it's even changed, it used to be Create Space, now it's Kindle. So you have to know a little bit about um, Microsoft Word or Windows or the free uh, you know, apps and how you develop and write. And you said you were going to be an English major, so you may want to help people too. But becoming a speaker, educator, and radio host with my, uh, I have Ace Folk Life, and that is uh, telling your own life story. And then we have a membership and clubs for that. American. I used to write for American Chronicle, and I had a magazine called American News Magazine. So we pretty much concentrated on writing articles on websites, and I helped build the website and get people out there. And I met with people, and Google said they'd help me and other people. And every time I do something, we would grow that area. And back when we were beginning the Internet, I helped grow it a lot because I went into – from going from a university in NASA where we, you know, used IBM to working with Wayne, which we were using in the government. And then we switched from Wayne over to Microsoft the year I was transferred from using Sun Systems. And uh, I had come back in as a 4 by 10 which probably means nothing to you. But you don't have any prior military, right? So is that right? No military yeah. yet? Yeah, no, no, I was never in the military. Okay, well, uh, I guess the best way to uh, is when I start saying four by ten and stuff. What happens is, you know, I can tell you that I was in security, intel, personnel, information security. I was a GS. I wore a uh, uniform, and then I was a reservist. So I was all of that at one time. And so it gets real confusing if you weren't in the military. 
And right now we're going through that in our various uh, niche genres, especially in television, in history, in documentaries as to what's uh, what's real, what's not real, what's live, what's virtual reality. Uh, you know, Survivor Show is a reality show, I guess. But what's happening is we're so inundated with so much information that it's hard for each of us to find a genre and a topic and talk in it unless you know the lingo. So apparently there's gaming lingo, and I was going to ask you military lingo, but you haven't done the military yet. But I have a whole veterans group, and what they do is they – we used to follow Tom Clancy a lot, but we were in the military, and then we turn around and use our lingo and our military experiences, and then we write books about them. But you're probably not ready. It's usually at least 50 or older we start writing books because we used to have a graph of what we could do at what age. And I don't even know if that applies to you guys since the Internet because you can get anything you need at your fingertips. So <laughs> what's the difference in the gaming and the education at the university level on the on the computer? Can you tell me that? Because I'm very intrigued as to what you are physically doing with computers and learning education. Is it – do you not play games in the university, or will they – do they use them to do math, or how do – you know, just give me an idea. What's the difference between gaming and learning on the computer and education? How do y'all do that? Do y'all get to take your cell phones and play on them? Or tell me what's going on in the university. And is your university like most others, if there's a comparison with gaming and education? Uh, I, I think I go to a pretty standard university, uh, the same as most others. Um, the, the main difference between gaming and learning is one is for recreation. I think if someone's in, like, a learning space, they're not going to be thinking about having fun. Uh, the Gaming is never really used for uh, learning beyond elementary school, I think. Uh, that's when uh, master things like Master Baster and Mavis Beacon uh, do their work. It's pretty much uh, computers to help make it easier to find information, make it easier to turn coursework in, things like that. You said some things. I didn't even know what you were saying. Did you say... Master Baster? What is that? Uh, so I, said, I think I said Master Blaster, but that's not correct. Uh, a master Blaster. Yeah. It's still, mass, are you talking mass, software? Uh, so those those are learning games. Uh, Mavis, uh, Beacon, and uh, Number Muncher, things like that, where they're, they're games to teach people how to do math and learn uh, how to type and things like that. Huh. Well, see, we didn't have that. So you, all right, there you go. You already have a knowledge that's not, I don't even have that in my brain. You, you understand you're saying words. I'm sure you're speaking English, but I didn't even hear you properly. So, because I had no reference. Does that make sense in communication? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is what you and I are going to do here on radio. <laughs> We're supposed to be – all right, so, folks, I do educational entertainment, so I don't know if you're entertained, but apparently I'm trying to educate you while I'm entertained, <laughs> but I'm trying to get it myself educated. But you see how you got to have two people, right, to figure this stuff out. It's hard to do a radio show all by yourself. So one of the first things I'd recommend once you decide you want to do radio, folks, and do internship is make sure you have a nice voice that can talk. Now, what you're going to talk about, 
that's content development, right? And then a lot of people only want to give you airtime, especially from the old school, if you want to pay for the airtime. And I've been through years and years of that. And right now with the politics, a lot of y'all might not know this, but, you know, they have to pay good money. And that's why you hear the politicians have to spend all this money to get out there and get their name out there, especially in broadcasting, radio and television and all of that, whether it's fake news or, you know, not, or public broadcast system or CNN. So, you know, we'll do our best to uh, help you. And Friday nights, uh, all my life for eight years, it's been pretty much by invitation only, meaning I have to invite you because it's my airtime that I'm paying for. So I still have to pay for airtime, but I'm very good at getting it out and distributing and marketing. So uh, this is my guest, but he is uh, – young and we're figuring out what we're going to talk about and how in the future we can help each other and uh, help my authors club and my uh, I've got a hobby association but I don't know how to run it I need somebody that knows gaming industry uh, and people and Dr. Bruce Cornett has a PhD and, and uh, Dr. Uh, in Hawaii we have Dr. Philip Lesson yeah, Alex Lesson, he prefers to go by Sasha, and he does. He has a degree in anthropology. So I'm used to working with doctors in the universities, and I worked with Dr. Laura Sturgis when I got started in the 80s. And uh, I'm building my life coaching, and Jacob Richard is here. And uh, this is the first time he's helped me, and uh, he's going to intern with me. So he can help me figure out what we're going to be talking about. And uh, how we can help other people in the panhandle and here uh, right next to Alabama and using University of Southern Alabama because they allowed us to have an annual meeting there. Uh, and hopefully you'll be in involved. Now we did just have a couple of events here because I like to, I just have a personal interest hobby, if you will, in metaphysics. So we just had that with Erica Booserhain and she's brought in before James Allen uh, James Van Praag, she brought in jo George Norrie years ago, and then Dr. Uh, Bruce Cornett, who uh, came over here to Gulf Breeze back in the 90s, and uh, he's going to be teach, uh, speaking at an event over in Laughlin, Nevada, so we were going to talk about that today, but uh, he didn't, uh, he has friends in tonight, and Janet Carlesson is in Hawaii, and we talk about the ACE. Uh, Ascension Center organization over there, ACO, Ascension Center Education. And uh, then Tommy Hodgeblood helps me on Wednesdays, and uh, he's been helping me for years as a uh, membership chairman. And uh, we're getting all this together, and I was helping uh, Revolution Radio, and yesterday I quit because it's a volunteer thing, and I've been doing it for years and off and on. And I love uh, a mad painter, but there's uh, the man that owned it died. So they're in the process of having a uh, estate with the wife, and it's really hard on us because he's had Revolution Radio for about eight years, going nine years. And he and I started together back in Kentucky, but I put it off for a year and a half or two, being behind the scenes, not really wanting to be involved. It, Health and drive over to Lebanon because I was in uh, on the other side of Bowling Green in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, and my husband was real sick, and he was a musician, and I was a musician, and I was recording with CMA and out of Nashville in New York, 
And uh, he has had a really good band, and he was doing some really good music. But anyway, he was referred to me, and they were calling me, and we were staying in contact. You know, back then they had rooms where you could talk to each other on the Internet. And then we met through some musicians. But uh, it got to be where he had his station, and I had mine after 2012. Uh, so I went ahead and started one based on the fact that people wanted to interview me over my UFO experiences. And I was already writing in uh, for Canada in a UFO digest. So that's how I got back into radio after doing it in college. And then I was on a station in Hawaii while I was over there. I was stationed in the military, and uh, I was also with Office of Personnel Management. And I turned down a job with Naval Investigative Services, but I was already working in Great Lakes. So now, Jacob Richard. Interviewing people. Have you read any books on how to interview or seen them on YouTube? Or, you know, you surely, with all this computer knowledge you've got, you can figure out what you would like people to know if you interviewed me on radio for the first time cold, not ever interviewing anybody on radio before, right? Uh, I've seen some interviews. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going in blind here. But that's good. But you've seen you've seen people on TV and stuff. Just give it your best shot because after today you'll know a lot better about interviewing people. Trust me. <laughs> it's like you've never done this before. So do you mind being a guinea pig? Uh, well, uh, let's go ahead and try it. See what happens. Okay. Well, you go for it. Act like you've been doing this. Your confidence speaks volumes, right? So, you know, brain and then awareness. So just go for it, and then we'll go back and listen to it. We'll tear it apart, okay? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for joining me tonight. We are here with Teresa J. Morris. Teresa, how are you doing? Pretty good, actually. I'm glad you showed up tonight. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> All right. So uh, what are you here to uh what would you like to talk about? Well, I uh, have uh, people that like me to talk about my life and how I met J. Allen Hynek in the UFO business. The reason is right now a lot of people like History Association. And I wrote a book called Ace Life Coach, Basic Introduction, and I want to help people in uh, getting set up in the 20s, but there's so many people out there life coaching since I got involved in the 70s. I went through people synergistically involved in Hawaii, and uh, I've been asked to help write government contract manuals and stuff, but I'm no longer in the government. So I retired from the military, and so now I'm looking for something to do, and the government's saying that uh, with the educational system, all the universities are going to restructure our education system in the world, especially in the United States. So um, I don't know. I've got a book here, and I've got things I want to do. Let me uh, – hold on. Let me see. Let, if you don't mind, can you hold on and let me answer this phone? Let's right. see. Uh, I missed it. Okay, missed two calls. Let's see, Tommy. Okay, this is the guy in Hawaii. He may come on. He may want to join me and talk if you don't mind, but uh, I don't know. Let me see if this guy wants to help us with the ACO club. 
uh, since this is by invitation only. Let me see if he wants to come help me do my interview, Jacob. Hold on. He may help me. He's calling me on the other phone. One thing I do as an author and a speaker and a radio show host is I have to have a lot of phones and equipment. And now he's not answering, so he'll have to come in. Well, he just called me. I just missed it. And usually you probably don't want people to hear, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he likes to. He does coaching with me. Let me. This isn't normal, folks, but I'm, I'm being interviewed. Hold on. Tommy, this is TJ. You just called me. We had ACO Club tonight, but Dr. Bruce in Texas has unexpected guests this weekend. So if you want to come on, uh, come on. It's by invitation only, and Jacob Richard is uh, interviewing me. So come on. We're just talking about everything if you want. Bye. Okay, now that's on that phone. So I don't know why he didn't tune in. He was supposed to show up tonight. So Tommy may be on in a in a car. See, uh, Jacob, I'll tell you, all my friends in business, oh, no, uh, they're on different time zones than I, I am. So uh, with me as a uh, actual radio station owner, manager, host uh, on another channel, um, I have to pay attention to the time zones when we go live. So <laughs> they're four hours behind us and sometimes five because I'm on, uh, you know, time. So. Well, back to you, Jacob. What uh, what do you think we should talk about? Because this is going to be your interview. <laughs> uh, you I, said uh, – oops, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say since I interrupted you rudely with another phone call, which is you don't like when you're interviewing people on radio, but oops, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, live is different, right? We can't stop rolling, so <laughs> you may want to – you know, point that out sometimes. But anyway, I apologize for that. So back to you. What do you want me to do? Uh, you said you were uh, working on a book. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'm working on one uh, about disclosure but not disclosure, about how science and world religions, because I, I did a book called Knowing Cosmology. And knowing cosmology was important. And as you get older – you tend to want to share what you learned in your life if you're a giving person and, I, and you believe in service to others. And uh, I'm one of those that believes, you know, we should use what we've got. And then sooner or later, the way they told me, a man came over from Rice University when I was dealing in metaphysics. And he asked me in the 80s, it said, he came and talked to me and said, it's time to, uh, they wanted me teaching music and metaphysics and stuff, but I went and joined the military. But I think it was, before I went to Africa, it was, but they told me, because I studied all the time, you know, but they said, it's time to stop studying and start teaching. And then uh, I didn't, so <laughs> I got busy because I had to make money and went out of country, so, uh, but that's a long story. But the book I want to write now in today is about being in the but I want spin on it because everybody else is. And I was told to write about the assassinators by a higher power or a higher part of me. And so I've done that pretty much. I've tried to write books in the past. But, you know, I was all uh my family came from a long line of people 
in the print industry and box industry and paper industry. And uh, my grandmother worked at Brown Paper Mill for Mr. Brown before he sold the company in Monroe, Louisiana to Owen Matheson. And my mother and her were raised by a, a woman out of Missouri. Their, uh, her mother, my great-grandmother, was a teacher. So somewhere in me is all this teacher education. And I'm wondering in your DNA and who we are with past lives and incarnations, because I didn't believe in that. I thought because I was raised white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but I've learned through all the books I've read and the education and mainly experience from jobs I've had in and out of country, in and out of uniform, and the military offers some great education, by the way, anybody out there. But, you know, I'm pro-military because I believe everybody at least just spend two years just for the education, and usually they'll wind up paying for your college. So I'm doing what's called writing books firsthand and helping others do that because I've been doing it for about 25 years now since I got called. But I got a call in a gold pyramid to serve God, and I went up in the gold pyramid, which was a real gold pyramid in Houston, Texas, where I grew up, high school, went to high school, and I was uh, helping FBI agents, and law, uh, I was in law enforcement, criminal justice, I, and I was helping rich attorneys, and I uh, met Stephen Halpern, who became the father of New Age, and he and I met there, and it was like a unity church at the time. I don't know what it is now. But I really had some mystical, magical, spiritual things happening. But I thought it was because I had died. Hello? Still there? Can you hear me? Still no, I think so. Uh oh. How long did you have dead air Hello? time? Uh oh. Hold on. Uh, I think I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yep, there you go. Okay, so apparently when I get this phone, I wonder, maybe you know more about this. When the phone gets too close to my body, it quits working. And I have good Motorola's and they're new. And uh, I'm not sure, but what I've learned is they they get close to my heart and it, people can't hear me. Do you know anything about that? Uh, do you get a wired phone or anything? It's a cell phone. A cell phone? I'm not yeah. sure what that would be then. Okay. Uh, let's see. I've just got something from uh, Janet about something. So I guess, and Tommy called me, so I don't know why they're not here, but I can't see my studio. All right. Well, with my book, I I really think that now I want to write one about the people I'm meeting now and why we're on the planet. Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how to go about it except to do it. <laughs> it seems like a <laughs> kind of a vague idea right now. It seems like uh, when you solidify more details, you should have an easier time of doing it. Yeah, it's sort of zeitgeist right now. But uh, you have to, I guess, in order to what we ought to help people with coaching is if you've got things you want to do, you need to get it out of the ephemeris or the eight field or Akashic field or the imagination. 
because coaching is about getting from point A to point B, usually in logic. But with the imagination and the spiritual side or essence, which we teach, especially on Sundays, you have to pull it together. And uh, motivational speaking was started back like in the uh, 70s. Asked, I don't know if you knew who Werner Erhard was, but he gets credit. Then there was uh, the gentleman that started um, oh, various groups and motivational groups, but some of them started and they became uh, different associations and groups. But I'm not trying to be a guru or a leader or anything. I, you know, I like being a part of teams. But people tend to like me if I'll help them with their books and their content. So I guess that's like a game, and you help people figure out what they want to do and how to make it real. So for you, I guess it would be like doing radio, right, and, and doing it so you have experience. So I like to help people learn to write their own books. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's what I do these days. Oh, yeah. So... I can't find the screen to pull up the uh, show. <laughs> so I don't know who's supposed to be here right now. I better pull it up on something else. Well, how are you doing? Uh, what else would you like to know? Uh, uh, do you have any suggestions of what I should know? Anything you want to get out in the open? You mean about me? Yeah, sure. Or just you. Uh, uh, the world in general. Let me ask uh, Tommy. No. Tommy. Oh, go ahead, and then yeah. I'll bring Tommy on. Go ahead. How long have you been in radio? Um, well, since high school, uh, and then uh, I used to rip and read the sports and the weather at the university I went to in the 70s. Hey, Tommy, I've got a lot of feedback. You're going to have to turn something down. Tommy's calling in from Hawaii. Okay, Tommy, let's try. Uh, I'm having Jacob Richard interview me, but uh, Tommy, if you can hear me, go ahead and let's get your uh, sound check, please. All right, you hear the ocean in the background. That's what you hear, and it's oh, pretty loud okay. today. But uh, no, TJ, you got a lot to talk about. Why don't you talk about some of the things you got went through? I mean, you should talk about that. That's the most important part of your life. Um, well, let's introduce you to Jacob, if you don't mind. And, yeah, you guys can help me out here. But go ahead, Tommy. Introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, this is Tommy Hawksblood calling. How you doing? I'm calling from the big island of Hawaii. I'm outside, so if you hear the ocean, it's pretty rough today. But, uh, yeah, I'm a writer, speaker, lecturer, ghostbuster. I mean, I did all those things all my life, so nothing's new to me. I mean, I was a foot away from a Bigfoot, 12 feet from an alien, about 100 feet from a ship. So, I mean, they're all real to me. It's not like I have to ask other people if they're real. But on the interim, my friend and I, we shot more pictures of UFOs than anybody else in the United States of just about every kind of ship, creature, entity. Uh, so yeah, I've been involved in this world since I was six. I mean, that's when it started for me, but I'm trying to go stick with the more spiritual side because I just feel there's too much false information coming out in the UFO world. But that's, that's how I live my life right now. Uh, I do a radio show a week at least or two and I'm on my fifth book. So it's a pleasure to meet you. 
Uh, same with you. So where are you located? Uh, I'm in uh, Florida, pretty close to where uh, right. Teresa is. Let's get, get into her personal life, which she doesn't talk about much. I mean, as far as the UFO world, how she's been pulled into that. I mean, cause she's trying to promote it. All right, uh, Teresa, would you like to get closer into your personal life? I don't know uh, how I got pulled into it, but yeah, you'll have to figure out uh, uh, how to interview, but uh, I really appreciate you being our guinea pig, but at the same time, you know, I, I like the idea that you can learn how to interview somebody because uh, Tommy knows about one hundredth of what's in my mind or what I've lived through, but He's very supportive. He runs our membership. He's our membership chairman, and that's in my book that you were asking me what I wanted to talk about, Ace Life Coach. And uh, I wrote that in 2014 or 15, and uh, I want to help people. So, you know, my coaching and helping people because there's so many types. But uh, I got into the uh, paranormal world. I didn't know I was getting into the paranormal world. So, that's why I need to write a book that, you know, people, when they, they're they trained, and I've been trained in investigations and law enforcement, but I also learned as an investigator that people, I used to ask three to five people on a corner about an accident that just happened in front of my eyes even, where it's one time I happened to be there. So I was always proving that even though you've got people seeing the same thing, it's like, you know, filling an elephant. Somebody's describing the tail while one person is describing the trunk, and, you know, one person's describing a foot. So, same thing with auto accidents. Same thing with yourself. It's hard to remember everything, you know, that you've done, but they stay when you have emotions. So, I have certain times we use time that I can remember happened. And emotionally, the UFO stuff is the things that happened, like with UFO sightings or alien contact. So I started putting my life together with angels, death, and dying orbs as a child, and then founding out my my grandmother worked, you know, had a house from the Air Force, and uh, my uncles and aunts worked during the Shah of Iran came over to America. 50s and 60s, and we were helping Iran at that time to be more Americanized and industrialized. So I grew up in America that was trying to grow up and help the world, especially uh, Iran and India, I guess, back in the day. But uh, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. And then she worked in Florida down here where I live now in NASA, and my I married a man that worked at NASA. So I thought we were going into space. So as a child, I wanted to see my dreams fulfilled. And I thought we were going to, I used to watch the Jetsons and uh, Lost in Space. And I thought that's the way it was going to be. So, you know, you're 23 now. But I thought by the time my kids were grown, they'd be in space. That was my plans and my reality in my mind as a kid. So, you know, that's sort of what drove me to wind up uh, being an investigator. And I went into uh, government trying to find out more about extraterrestrials. So uh, I met J. Allen Hynek, 
in 19, I don't really know when I met him because I don't remember. I went in and I know from uh, 67 till 80, I was all over the country, but uh, I had children and my husband worked at NASA and then he worked at Rust Engineering and we moved to Birmingham, Alabama where I went to University of Alabama. But it got real sketchy and uh, I was watching and working with the international, uh, well, apparently international police and uh, London, Scott and Yard over in the 80s and uh, Lloyd's of London insurance and doing uh, arson fraud and subrogation. But uh, that took me with my children into wondering about my life before with my uncles that worked in the government as a child because I remembered at high school twirling, and I was mentioned that to you earlier when you came on, Jacob, that they were a man in the government, and we remember back when I was a kid in the early 60s, uh, we had had Sputnik fly over in 57. And so Sputnik and then my, mother, my grandmother lived in the Air Force, and it was all about Selman Field and planes. And I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. So was not doing it. I think I'm trying to correct my world. So I was looking for others that had extraterrestrial involvement, and that's how I wound up wearing a uniform. And the government, I didn't know I was already in the government because the man came to my high school and asked me if I wanted to work for them, and I didn't know who they were. And then they said, I agreed, and he said they'd be in touch with us because he saw me twirling fire batons and machetes, and his daughter went to the same high school I did. So the book I want to write is sort of about how I died, and I learned from my aunt about the Shah of Iran, and then I went over to White Sands, New Mexico, and my uncle was working on extraterrestrials and aliens, but they called them flying saucers, flying saucers, and we weren't allowed to say anything about uh, people from another planet at the time. But uh, they worked at Los Alamos, and uh, all that's part of my history now. And then I'm trying to put this story together where it makes sense to me so I can write it about all the things that got me in and out of uniform and working in and out of country and got me into being uh, working in intelligence. And then uh, when Men in Black came out as a movie, it was halfway real to me, just like in the beginning when we went to see at NASA a movie, and it was 2001 Space Odyssey in the 60s, I think. So whenever that came out. <laughs> so movies movies, uh, and people and where I live and men coming to see me that I had special talents and then in the my high school the guy that saw me there later on some men came and took me and my boyfriend out of a James Bond movie out the side the movie James Bond was over and everybody was getting back and going out the front of like Windsor uh in Houston, and they snuck us out the side door and asked us if we'd like to work with them. And they were like men in black. Of course, back then they all wore black suits and they smoked. So we had the guys smoking a cigarette. So I've asked the guy that helped write X-Files and stuff and made a few of those uh, if that guy was the guy because it's 
they use some of the television is a lot of times based on history, if you know what I mean. The way they use the plots, the people that write the stories, they go and do a lot of research, and then they change the names to protect the innocent. So I've been sort of trying to do that, protect the innocent, but try to find out how to put my story together. And then Tommy came along and asked me to do an event <laughs> in 2012, and that's history. But Tommy and I have been together, Jacob, since 2012. So we've been working together, and I hoped it was for the right reasons. I formed the Ascension Center in uh, Hawaii in the Psychic Network. So I went over and did. I uh, got my kids in a movie from Hawaii. Uh, I met, met them in California. One, uh, Angela, I think, flew into California, but I got them into Witchcraft 3, which just happened to be the movie they were shooting at the time. But they never, they didn't use it in their resume, or they were embarrassed because they were raised Christian, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, which most of us are in the south of Louisiana and Texas and Alabama. So I'm back home, sort of to speak. You know, I was born in Louisiana, raised in Texas, went to Alabama to go to school in New York and all of that in Hawaii, but my kids, they were ashamed of uh, that movie because one was a model and one was a, a reporter, I think. What was she? A photographer's assistant. And they got the credits being in the movie, but they didn't use it. And I thought that was awesome. But I got started in television at KNOE television when I was a kid. So I thought being around all that was normal. A man would come get me and take me to a television station. Channel 10. Well, any questions so far, Jacob? You following anything, or did I totally confuse you? Uh, yeah, I think I'm following along what you're saying. Making sense? Yeah, you're. You uh, you want to spend your life helping people, but you don't know how to put that into words. Trying to write a book. Things like that. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good because you got to be able to summarize. Now, Jay Allen Hynek is the guy in the uh, – that made something I haven't been able to watch. But my sister talked to me today and said uh, – she calls me Jan because I was raised as a Jan. Hi, Jan. And, you know, we, me and him, we may owe you a, an apology because we've been watching uh, TV. And her husband said, yeah. I said, well, yeah, y'all want to come on the radio? And he's like, no, I'm scared you now. We've been watching Project Blue Book, and I just froze. I was like, okay. And they said, did you know Jay Allen Heineck? I said, yeah, he hired me. And they just froze because they were both. He was a forensic scientist for the state of Texas, and still he just retired, but he gets called back into court a lot. And she worked running hospitals, insurance companies as a nurse and became a public administrator, and now she's retired. But, uh, yeah, it's hard because she said all those years, because I was in and out of uniform, I was in and out of the country, and my kids would be here, there, the other, with me or my husband that was a contractor for NASA. And now the old family, see, they never knew anything. You can't tell your family anything. So we keep people in the dark, but I'm used to it. <laughs> so now they've got something on the History Channel. And uh, they're calling it Project Blue Book. For what I'm hearing from the people in my inner community, I'm, uh, it's not. It's a lot of the story. You know, 
they got to write it and put it together to make it make sense. So that's sort of what I'm doing with this radio show you're on, Jacob. I'm trying to make sense of a lot of things that happened through history, but it's not going to come out exactly right, if you know what I mean. So you're helping me do that. Tommy, you got anything to say? Well, here's the thing. I think you should uh, explain a couple of things about what was going on during that time frame, because, you know, you you talking about when I was little, when uh, everything started when I was 12, and that's the time frame you started talking about everything that's coming down to you. So uh, when the men in black, and I mean, do people even know what the men in black really are? I mean, th- those well, questions people are still asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, because history's being rewritten now, Jacob in your lifetime, and every 20 years the government knows, we used to do everything uh, 50 to 100 years we plan in advance, just so you know. But a lot of people didn't get the education like I did that got to live through it when I thought we were supposed to be in space. Uh, let me tell this phone. Oh, now, I'm not used to this phone, Jacob. I'm having to learn because... Uh, I'm just trying to catch up and help out here, you know, and save the government money <laughs> in education and entertainment by helping people get to know uh, what we don't know. You about us, the old guys, and the old guys and the men in black learn about the kids and why we retired now and putting the stories. But a lot of people are going to write fiction, but my friends want to be able to write their books and be able to retire put it towards their retirement, you know, and uh, we're in the 65 and older baby boomer age right now. So, and we know that kids are, there's not that many kids being born anymore on the planet. So there's not going to be a lot of people to take care of your generation, Jacob, because you guys aren't having as many children. So the world's changing. But uh, what would you, what, Jacob, may you may not know the questions to ask because you didn't live in the reality we did, if you know what I mean. It's hard to interview somebody if you haven't had research, right? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the world has changed. Well, uh, in radio, we've gone from uh, just how we used to do brick and mortar and the antennas and send them out. As radio waves, you know we've got satellites now. We're we're using cell phones and we're using computers. And now we can be 24-7 and we can all run radio stations online and use servers and Winamp whenever we go to Boscast. Getting feedback. And uh, everybody can own 24-hour and use a DJ if they want, play music or do whatever. You just got to check your royalties. And broadcast, you know, SAG and and uh, BMI and all those will check all that. Especially like playing in a, ho- they're mainly interested in live music being played in the hotels and stuff. They go around and check and the events. And I've worked with all those people, and I've helped produce people in Nashville and you know people that were wanting to write songs and be a songwriter. I used to do that. And we had contests. But uh, Tommy, what do you suggest? Well, here's the thing, you know, you should, I guess the best way if you're doing an interview is start at the beginning and work your way through time, because like when you were talking about, you're a year older than me, 
But at 12 years old is when, like, 2000 Space Odyssey came out. I only had a clip-on radio. I mean, it's a, a radio. You clipped it onto a piece of metal, and you could just play with the antenna on it to adjust stations. Uh, that's how huh. I listened to the radio when I was little. But that's when I saw my first alien ship. I mean, it landed on my property. The alien came in my house. I was had my friend over. I mean, that's when it all started for me. So I noticed a lot of people experiences start when they're six, and then they start escalating as they get older. If the, if the aliens stay close to them or tries to tap them or put a tap on them, implant. Uh, now, you, can, you can, should start when you're younger. Like, I know you said you work for the government. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that or you just want to keep it on your personal side. But uh, for me, when I wrote my, my biography, I put everything, everything in it. I mean, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, I don't hide from anything. I don't lie about anything. So uh, I don't know if there's things you want to keep secret, but how involved you were. I mean, you talk about the Council of Nine and stuff. I mean, people need to hear that. I mean, uh, because that's your story. Okay. Well, you know things about me that nobody else knows, Tommy. (laughs) Right. No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of the stories that may or may not get into my biography, as you called it, because I didn't know. Now, let me ask Jacob. Jacob, you're in writing now. Is an autobiography one you write yourself, or is a biography? Do you know the difference between biography and autobiography? Yeah, yeah. A biography is a book about someone's life. Autobiography means that they wrote it themselves. Okay. So you and you're going to be studying English, right? Yep. But you're going to use communications, and I guess by the time you work with us and and help us with, if you want to, with all these clubs, uh, there's a guy that I'd like you to look at called Biography. His name is Jason Colavito, C-O-L-A-V-I-T-O. He's an author and editor in New York, and he's internationally recognized as a literal scholar in the theorists and scientists for pioneering work. So you may, uh, science and pseudoscience and speculative fiction. So you may want to look at him for me if you want to help me in investigations. Uh Somebody may be at the door. But he published several books called The Cult of Alien Gods, H.P. Lovecraft, Extraterrestrial Pop Culture. Oh, somebody's uh, on my door, but I can take you in there. But uh, I want to do a biography, but I may do a novel of science fiction. I'm not sure yet. But you can help us in our author's club, too. Let me see who this is knocking on my door. Oh, you got home. Yeah, Katie ordered me Oh, okay. Well, I'm on the radio, as usual. Thank you. And that uh, gentleman, the intern, Jacob Richard, in the local radio station showed up. Isn't that nice? All right, so my grandson, Tom, I told you about, but I won't mention his name. Um, now, uh, Jacob, if you like what you're doing, I'd invite you back, but I'd like to uh, have you look at Jason, J A S O N C O L A V I T O. He has jasoncolavito.com. And give me an idea the next time you talk to me. We'll ha- let you come back and interview me again after you've seen what he does. And uh, I don't know that he's a debunker, but uh, a lot of people, after they've gone to History Channel and watched Project Blue Book, are you familiar with Project Blue Book? 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. Really? I didn't think you were going to say that. Okay, well, uh, I'm shocked. So uh, where I was going to go with this, that uh, Calavita appeared on Codes and Conspiracies, American Hero Channel in 2015, okay? And he offered expert commentary on ancient astronaut theory and the impact of science and pseudoscience and pop culture. And you said you like pop culture. Uh, I do too, but uh, the guy that studied with me as an intern in our, in our uh, newspaper, uh, he was an intern out of the university. And I, he grew up, I grew up watching him grow up from a little boy dating our family and then working with me at the newspaper and the radio station. Uh, we had a radio station and a newspaper. But uh, I watched him like he was an intern, but he he didn't get paid, but he just worked there for a while in and out and researching. But where I'm going with this is um, he wound up teaching at the university and later on in life, of course, I'm 68 now, but when I was in my 50s, he had already grown up around me in the newspaper and the radio station and then went to university. Oh, University of Western Kentucky University, WKU, and came back and met me one day. He said, you don't know who I am, do you? I said, no, I don't. And he told me his name, and I about had a heart attack. He was there with some kids that were his kids, and they'd grown up. And uh, he, he said, you know, because he wrote in the newspaper saying he learned a lot with me, but He's, I had the Ace Folk Life Society back then where we collected uh, Ace uh, with the uh, Smithsonian and we would go out to the bluegrass and listen to people's stories. And uh, we had the Bill Monroe Foundation and I was one of the, uh, what's called a plank owner. I had one of the original certificates of stock and that it turned out to be nonprofit, but that wound up making a whole reality happen about bluegrass and I was a IBMA International Bluegrass Music Association producer and then I was a, uh, in Country Music Association in 2004 so he remembered all that about me and he told me uh, all about me and I said well did you wind up uh, being a uh, writer reporter like me and all that he said actually I'm a teacher at WKU, uh, Western Kentucky University. I said, what are you doing? He says, I teach pop culture. And this is way back 10 or 15 years ago. And I said, really? You teach pop culture? I said, is there such a thing? He said, yeah, I actually teach pop culture. So in my lifetime, I've had people grow up around me in newspaper and radio Grow up, meet me, have kids, go to the university, get out, and then tell me they're teaching pop culture. And I didn't even know what pop culture was. <laughs> so maybe with you working with me, maybe you'll like me and Tommy, and you may want to help us because we help associations, especially our own, with authors, people in writing business, and uh, have an impact in radio. And we do educational entertainment. So Calavito's research on extraterrestrials and H.P. Lovecraft was featured in the History Channel in 2009. So uh, a lot of the History Channel with Prometheus, they get their stories from people like me and Tommy or people that have done research, okay? And they consult people, and they've done programs like Secret History of UFOs for National Geographic, Monster Quest History Channel, Ancient X-Files with National Geographic UK, 
And William Shatner used to have weird or science, but it's weird or what, with a history television in Canada and National Geographic. So I'm sort of aligning my people uh, like yourself, if you're interested. You, I know you're interested in English and radio, but you may want to look at Jason, how he put his life together. Ancient astronaut theories provide one answer with no question asked. There's nothing to discuss, no weighing of competing truths. This is only the one truth, extraterrestrials. It is the secular version of fundamental religion. Now, it's not a cult, but he got to get and be on History Channel. So he holds a Bachelor of Arts from Ithaca College in New York, and uh, he majored in anthropology and journalism. We have Dr. Alex Lesson that majored in anthropology, and then we have Brett Luter majoring in journalism. And uh, we've got... Uh, he was recognized as a graduate in social and behavioral sciences. So uh, he's now with, uh, he made the Jessica Savage communication scholar for his work in journalism. But that was way back in the day, back in 2004. So he, uh, his first professionally published article was Charioteer of the Gods in Skeptic Magazine. So uh, all that's on his website. And then he's got, uh, his books on there, Jason the Argonauts, Knowing Fear, and the Cult of Alien Gods. So I'd like to do things like that with, you know, people help them with their websites, their blog, their books, and their podcasts. And you can help us do that if you learn how to interview them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you think of that? Uh, you know, I'll look into it, see what, I, uh, see what that's all about. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's just a suggestion, just for one person. But that sort of gives you, uh, what do they say? You know, uh, what, sort of what Tommy and I do here, and we put down our history. But Tommy right, wants yeah. me to, to discuss more what I did. We have an invisible college, so to speak. But you said you know a little bit about the Project Blue Book. You want to tell me, now? I guess we ought to bounce back and forth with Tommy, but Tell me what you know about the Project Blue Book, if anything. Uh, not all that much. I've uh, heard its name a few times. Uh, nowhere near as much as the two of you probably do. Yeah, Project Blue Book. Okay, well, right now, apparently, it's uh, on History Channel. Uh, it's a sci-fi. Let me see, Dr. J. Allen. The people are going to think... Hello? Am I lost again? No, nope, I hear you now. Okay, apparently I have to keep my phone on the right side. I said people with Project Blue Book, they're watching full episodes on the History Channel. So we're all going to, uh, I guess, learn how to uh, do, do interviews, but people want to do historically – they don't know the difference between entertainment and documentaries anymore, and they're blending together history and nonfiction and fiction. And even me watching, I just watched uh, my, my, I'm just going to start, but I'm trying to watch the first 
season at least or whatever uh, of 20. I didn't get to see 2019. Tommy told me about it, but I guess I was still in remorse over losing my daughter. 2019 is the year she died, March 16th, 2019. And I guess I've been in a big fog, to be honest with you. I almost feel like I just got woke up today by my sister telling me she may owe me an apology, you know, because they're watching Project Blue Book. So I can't explain what happened to my brain, but it's almost like my family saying, oh, you may not be crazy after all, because that's what they always thought. Because I met J. Allen Hynek in a jet plane, and he asked me to help him. So he was recruited by the Air Force, and now there's a lot of Air Force people that are writing books about their experience, and they want me to interview them or, or help them, you know, get people to understand their books are based on their truth, but they're putting it in a fiction form to save uh, some information that may or may not be classified anymore. So we're the old guys, the veterans. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, yeah. So you would be helping us a lot if you could learn who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. And Project Blue Book on History Channel is uh, setting a precedent in our reality as veterans in the military. And, you know, we're old guys now. We're retired. So what we do is we're setting a thing where old people after 50 – Usually at 50, it's sort of set up in the stats that after you're 50, you're going to pretty much write a book. They call us over the hill at 40. We even celebrate that with black balloons and things, <laughs> you know, like Valentine's, Christmas, whatever they say, celebrate. But um, anyway, if you can catch that, and uh, let me, I haven't even caught it yet. I've, I've tried to watch the first one, but for me, it's so fake that I have to get over my bias of knowing my truth versus what's being put on the documentary. But uh, the cast, it says it's Michael Malarkey. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. Malarkey. Surely not. That's his name. M-A-L-A-R-K-E-Y. Captain Michael Quinn. Ivan Gillen plays Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And I swear right now, I keep seeing Richard Dolan, who is a historian, wrote some UFO books. When I look at this guy, and then Laura Menel. Yeah. TJ, can I just say something about Project Blue Book? All right. That sure. guy looks exactly like Dolan, and it probably is Dolan. I don't know where they came up with the other names. Uh, but basically, the the first one just started last this week. Uh, it was the first okay. one for the new season. Last season was, I think, six six shows which ended, and now it's back on. Basically, it's not stupid. I really like it. Uh, because uh, basically what happened is the government brought this guy in to prove everything was fake. And he would have to go out there and say, this is what happened, that what happened, and make it everything that they're seeing and working with fake. And, and the guy that he works with in the Army is with him to make sure that he does that. But everywhere along the way, they keep seeing real things, and it's harder and harder for them to say that it's not real. So they're really trying to go out of a way to try to prove that it's real at the same time. And all the higher-ups definitely don't want that to happen. So it's done really good because basically it's what what J.J. Hartek's life was about. I mean, when they called him in to work for the government, he was supposed to prove everything was fake. I mean, he well, had to come out and say, oh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, 
You said J.J. Right. Hancock. That's a different author. You mean J. Allen oh, Hynek. H-Y-N-E-K. Oh, I'm talking about Dr. Hynek. All right. I'm talking yeah, about Dr. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, but he, the story of, of, of Project Blue Book is Heineck. Right. Heineck. So, uh, but basically, uh, the stories are good. It's on every Tuesday night. Uh, and it's done quite well. I'm, I mean, sure, we all know everything was fake. It wasn't, there was all real stuff happening. And they had to come up with these synthetic stories and hide it and remove things. But in the background, his wife's being investigated by Russia. I mean, they made it really uh, a good series to watch. Now, X-Files is the same way. X-Files was based on every fact that they could prove. Every show that X-Files put up was based on an actual documented story in the police department. The whole story about X-Files with, with, with Scully and Mulder was based on a, a UFO scenario of the facts that they had about UFOs at the time. Even the movie, I think that's the most important movie made because it was based on, I know I was dealing with Majestic 12, and they did have honey that could cure every disease and all that. So that whole thing about the beehive and, the, and all that was real based on the UFO story, which wasn't pretty much known. So X-Files was giving the facts out. So was uh, Project Blue Book. I mean, they're going over everything that happened, for, uh, the Phoenix and you name it. So it's a good series if you want to learn some of the things. I mean, the wording in this scenario of the relationships and everything might be a little different because uh, they try to cover some of the things up. But the facts are there, the dates and the times when things were going on, who was president and all those things, which is really critical in the UFO world, especially when you're talking about Roswell. I mean, it's a story that should have been let go about 50 years ago, but they keep it going. Uh, we have multiple stories that are much more important now and we did then as well. So, uh, Please, I mean, it, like I don't know, you didn't watch it. I watched every one. I think it's great uh, because it's showing things and it's trying to show how they disproved, may, may believe that it wasn't real, even though they knew it was real. So uh, I, I suggest, I mean, it's, it's better than watching Ancient Aliens. Ancient Aliens is everybody's viewpoint, and they're all different. So this is based on what well, I would consider more facts that happen of things that really happen in the UFO world. So, I mean, ancient aliens are based on artifacts that have nothing to do with the UFO world, and they try to link them together. So there's a big difference there. So, but, uh, TJ, you got to watch it. I mean, you can pull up the series and watch it on the, uh, they, they store all those, the series. So you should check it out. I think it's done quite well. I mean, I'm not into promoting other people's shows and things like that, but it's the one that's kind of really gives you a guideline of what's going on in the UFO world, really how the government covers it, up, covers it up, who comes in to stop it and change it, who, who, what's really happening when it does happen. So, I mean, uh, I just listened to Linda Moton Howell last night. She's a great speaker. She's a great uh, writer. But she's great for promoting other stories that aren't hers. Uh, and to me, uh, that's a storyteller. If you're telling your own story, like you were talking about a biography or an autobiography, I always – Everything I say is my autobiography because it's coming from my truth, not somebody else's. Uh, so that's what makes some people, to me, a good writer and not a, bad, uh, not a good writer. And I always told you, I deal with truth. I don't care if they woke up from a dream and said they were on Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and went everywhere else. They saw 10 billion aliens. Uh, the facts are, do you have any facts? And for me, uh, uh, when you go out to do disclosure, when you're going out to become 
uh, an experiencer, I mean, you have to have some kind of proof, no matter what the story is. Uh, I know this big conference is coming up next month, uh, and I just say to people, if you want to hear stories and pay two, three thousand dollars, come on my show. I'll give it to you for nothing, and you'll probably get a lot more out of it. I'm bad, so you know me, TJ. So when when we talk to you about your interview, you had so much going on in your life. It's going to be hard to write a single biography of everything that you went through. So I would say, do you want to pick a time frame? Like Sean David Martin, when he wrote Sands of Time, he made two books. The first part, the second book actually became two parts, so it's three parts, and the fourth part's not written because he's in jail. So, but that, again, is still the most important UFO book ever written. And then, uh, but see, here's the thing, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, when you write a book that's important, you disappear, or you go to jail, or you go to the nuthouse. That's one thing. You don't stay out there in the real world promoting your book. Uh, even Phil Snyder, when he came out, he was got, they got rid of him real fast. But uh, Sean David Martin, even Fred Bell, who was, wrote to me one of the most important factual books on artifacts and things, because he was working with Bowie Myers, of what's going on. That's another incredible book. No other book can compare, compare to it. Talking about going into space, seeing other universes, and seeing aliens has no proof, and it has nothing relevant for us to do. Now, Fred Bell, if you want to read an incredible book to see how a, a real writer, what he writes about that's in the UFO world, because he was on the ship with Billy, My Billy Meyer's friendship. He worked with that race. He created a lot of inventions. He created medicine, and then he was killed. He did Jesse Ventura's show and was killed two days later. So, uh, again, truth is not what anybody wants out there, and I don't think people want to hear the truth because these conferences have very little truth that's going to help anybody walk around in the UFO world. Uh, for me, until it gives people something to take home, you go home, wow, that was a great story. But what's it do for your life? Does it help you understand what aliens are really coming here for, what they want, what, what, what's going to happen to you in the near future, all those kind of things? They don't want to talk about that. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm on my fifth book, and my new book is going to be totally separate from UFOs. It's going to be totally separate from, from spiritualism. I'm going in a totally different way, but it's going to be total facts and truth. So almost all my books have the word truth in it, and that's what I feel is the only thing that I can put out to this world now before I leave. I, I don't take the rest of the time up, but uh, it's great. I mean, if you really want to be a, a, a DJ, I would call it a DJ, uh, but in a, a, uh, an interviewer, uh, this is a great place to start off because we can get all kinds of people for you to interview if you like doing it. I know Janet likes to interview everybody no matter what. Uh, I'm fussy. I only interview people that I trust and know that that, that I feel their truth is real. Uh, and so that makes me a lot different. Plus, if you're not telling the truth, I will challenge you, including on my show. But I'll tell a person that. I said, come on my show. You've got to be open for a debate if you're putting stuff that I feel is not true. Because my listen is whoever they are, not that there's millions of them, but they want the truth. And that's all I want to give them. So, uh, yeah, it's been hard for me and TJ because there's so many speakers come on. And some of them, I mean, the story's great. Great writers tell great stories. But I use the definition, history only means his story. And that's exactly what history means. Whoever writes it, it's their story. I mean, right now with Trump and everything going down, I say, look at Thomas Jefferson. Look at who created the Constitution. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to face the facts about that. 
And now they're trying to push the gun laws on everybody. Well, everybody wants the gun laws. So we're going in a serious position or situation headed in the wrong direction. We're not creating world peace. We're not creating compassion in the world. We're creating money, ways to make money, and ways to destroy the planet. So that's my viewpoint on life, the way things are right now. And I'm 67. TJ's a little bit older than me. But for me, uh, I experienced everything anybody could possibly want, plus 10,000 things more. So when people talk about their experiences, how many did they have? I had five death experiences. TJ had a few. So when you go through that, it opens the doorway to greater things. And that's what I try to teach people, to go through that technique. There's techniques to do that. So uh, I'm, I don't consider myself anything other than a person trying to put out the truth. Uh, if they want to learn things, I can give them things that can help them do the things they want to do or learn how to do the things they want to do. But outside of that, we've got a long way to go as far as make, making this world a better place. Uh, I mean, now this virus is going to spread around the planet, and who knows how bad it's going to get before they find the end, how to end it. So uh, I'm in Hawaii. And it, we've got serious things going on here, more than probably any other place as far as the UFO world. But, TJ, you still there? Yeah. Okay, just well, making sure. Jacob, uh, how do you think we're doing so far? Because it's almost out of, we only got 12 minutes and we've been on two hours without a break. <laughs> <laughs> For my first episode, I don't think it went too bad. Okay, okay. Well, uh, will you give us uh, a review? Because we have we have friends that will want you to read their book and do a review if you're an English major at the university. So you may want to put that in your repertoire or on your resume. Uh, because yeah. if you like to read books, I don't know. But I know you're pretty busy in the university. How many hours do you go a day? Uh, it's an hour drive to the university, hour drive back, and I spend about eight hours there. Wow. Ten-hour days. Yeah, and then I go home. I have to work on homework, too. Plus homework. So yeah. uh, let me ask you how you're living. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating healthy? <laughs> Sound like your mother. Right? I'm, yeah, I mean, as a, I think as much as a normal college student does, you know, you get in bed by 11 because we'll be through with this show in just a few minutes. It's on clock, so it's where we now. Are you on Central Time like me, so you could do this again or not? Are you are you on Eastern? Uh, I'm on Central Time. Okay, we may, and that's something else. Tommy's four hours behind us in Hawaii, and at least we're on the same time zone. That helps in the Panhandle. Now, I know when you get over, go east, there's a somewhere, is it Tallahassee? I don't know, somewhere, folks, but we go into eastern. So when I talk to people on the radio and internationally, they and even in Europe and India and Australia, they assume we're on eastern time, so it really shocks them. But we're in the panhandle. Uh, do you have any net knowledge on why it's called the panhandle? Because they have one in Oklahoma, too. Is it just because they look like if it's a pan when you draw it, it's got a handle? Yeah. It's simple yeah, I, think, I, think, yeah I, think, I think it just looked like a, a pan handle. I, I think that's uh, as much thought as they put into it when they named it. All right. Well, 
I, I like to study words and uh, epistemology, and we do that a lot too. So, uh, you know, sometimes we discuss that too. So, uh, you can, uh, folks, if you're interested in what we're doing tonight, my book is called Ace Life Coach Basic Introduction. And then I have a book called Knowing Cosmology that might help you by Teresa J. Morris. Now, on the inside cover for Ace Life Coaching, I've got by Teresa J. Morris. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having to upgrade because I'm helping people uh, with various parts of their lives as authors and coaches. And we just got, I've had a guy on The Biggest Loser on my show, and I'll get him involved, but he's a CE5 with me, and uh, he studies uh, with Dr. Sala, and then he has a ranch in Florida, so they have sightings and uh, things like that over there. But Tommy and I will talk more Wednesday about all the stuff we're doing in the UFO business, and uh, we have uh, Alien Contact Organization and Ascension Center Organization for Spiritual Ascension Church Ohana, we're Universal Life Ministers and uh, non-denominational, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, we have various uh, topics for different nights with different associations. And Friday's always been by invitation only, and we were going to do ACO Club tonight. And Dr. Bruce uh, Cornetta said we would have tonight's meeting. Didn't show up, but Tommy is membership chairman, and he's in my name mentioned in our book from back in 2014-15. So at least you know he's been with me that long because he's in my Ace Life Coach book. I don't, I don't think Tommy even has a copy, but uh, he should. And uh, I can't even send people out because I don't have the manuscripts anymore, or I'd send you guys a PDF. But you'll have to go get an ebook or something if you're interested how we do business here. And my other book is Enchanted Development, and uh, Janet Carol Lesson had me do that when there's a past life or something in there if you're into soul purpose and old guys that do incarnation or reincarnation. And But uh, my daughter called us disgruntled monks, but we're monks. And female, and she's a Buddhist. So, uh, we study world religions, and my company, I based it on people like Jacob and Tommy. I had some new people, just like tonight, that wound up staying in my group for years in Hawaii, and we had events. We had at the Hilton Hawaiian Village, uh, we had the Psychic Network, and I started the first Ascension Center ever way before the Catholic Church had the Ascension Center, the logo, I had the logo, and they ripped me off in Internet. <laughs> True story. And then Canada got it, and then somehow the guys in Missouri for their magazine got it. And then uh, part of my lifestyle is the Pope in New York. They were acting – they never accused me of stealing or taking their logo or nothing, nor did the Pope show up, but some private investigator – and, in the, and when I was in the uh, business of producing, uh, I made CDs and stuff, Country Music Association, International Bluegrass Music Association, I had a magazine called American uh, Americana. They had me come over to the recording studio, and uh, <laughs> they said it was all about who I was, what I was doing, and uh, this investigator, of course, I'd been an investigator. I helped the state of uh, – 
when I moved to Alabama, New York, and I'd been in and out of country, and I'd been in and out of the uh, law enforcement, criminal justice, and joint with Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and worked joint, I had a lot of experience. So when the state of Kentucky, I called about getting my private investigator's license, and they didn't have it set up. I'm that old. So I helped them set it up back then. I guess they got it set up. But the guy's name was Dennis, and Dennis came and saw me. And that was back when Stan Friedman with the UFO Association, Stan T. Friedman and I were doing, and we were meeting. Uh, it was over television New York on ABC and NBC. But I put a couple of his uh, emails in some of my books out there. You just have to find them. But all my manuscripts are gone. I've had three computers crash. And even though I'm an archivist, uh, I know my husband kept telling me to download, and he did his book. So Deborah's got his science fiction. Actually, it was his his books of Army. But um, I don't have any of my manuscripts. So the only thing out there are the articles I wrote and the books, and we flattened it, what's called that way in GoDaddy, or the data. And you can learn about that in the computer business, the Internet business, because we've been around. We're so old. A lot of the stuff that we used to teach is now gone. And unless you're paying for a domain name and a place to store your history, it's going to be gone. Just because you think it's went out to the Internet doesn't mean they're going to keep it. Do you know anything about that, Jacob? Are they training y'all on don't think that what you looked up is still going to be there the next day or the next week? They train you that way? Uh, not really. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you found it on Wikipedia, it may be there, may not. I've had a lot of stuff I've put up in Wikipedia, and I used to help them. I still gave them money, and they take it down. So a lot of people were over in the U.K., and they had a team, one lady with a, a bunch of guys that were going in and, and destroying a lot of knowledge that should have been out in Wikipedia. So information is controlled, folks, even on the Internet. So just because you read it on the Internet doesn't make it true. But also don't get dependent on the Internet and think it's going to be there either because it gets destroyed. A lot of people don't know that. So somebody may say, I just saw that there yesterday. That's true because I've been running 75 to 100 domains to help people for many, 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 many years. And I didn't care about the advertising or the stats. And I have a list of universities back that asked me to take over their archives because they couldn't afford it anymore or they didn't want the information lost. And I can prove that in some of my archives because I've got some links to the history of the universities, at least back to 2007. Now, Janet Carolesson has Ascension Center Network, which I started, and she started off of Ascension Center. So I own domain ascension.center. And uh, Tommy uh, just has a personal one, but in my association, we'll do our best if you want to do things like me and Jacob did tonight. But this one I'll go ahead and leave in my archive that I've had so he can find it. And it's going to go out all over the world. It did anyway live into all these countries that listen to me. And uh, it's amazing. And then they'll go in and they can find them. Uh, you can go to iHeart or Stitcher or Podbean, or Spotify, or iTunes, which I think is now Apple, isn't it? But anywhere you hear podcasts, and uh, I pay for or I don't pay for they just list me because I've been around so many years. And you have to have, uh, I think, 300 hours minimum for most of these big radio stations before they'll cover you. 
but they cover my story. Uh, do you know anything about that, working over there with your friends? Are they training you about that or not, uh, yeah, Jacob? Uh, again, uh, again, like I said earlier, uh, still pretty much a novice in some of this stuff. Supposed to be doing a, a, a live show in a, a little bit. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, have you heard me or have, I, have you been losing me tonight? Yeah, yeah I, I lost you a few times. Oh, my. Okay, well, then I've got to uh, – I, I used direct call in, and then I called in on my phone because, Tommy, you know, direct on, on blog talk sometimes it's not – I don't know. They say they lose it sometimes. I, I, every time I say I'm not going to do it, but it's so convenient to use Direct Connect. <laughs> but uh, we got to learn about all the equipment, folks, even though we're using Internet and satellites. And I've got uh, Mediacom in my area of the country, and we've got uh, five. Uh, people don't like it or say think it's going to freeze or ruin their their lives, but we're going to six known. But uh, we can talk about that another time. But anyway, we use the best equipment we can with the way we're doing this. And it's gotten to be where you can use phones to do a lot of things. And uh, normally I, I've had eight years, so anyway, since 2012. So, Jacob, you'll be live here. But did you say you're fixing to do another radio show live? Uh, kind of. It's pretty much a DJing over there. It's not a talk show or anything. It's just uh, playing music, interrupting every few minutes to say something. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah, you're spitting records, right? Or what right, CDs? Yeah. Or all right. And we used to have a turntable where they'd lock them in. And the I used to do that in uh, Hawaii, and we had to play so many CDs, and then go on and say a commercial. So I sort of know what you're doing. It probably hadn't changed that much. I said I don't know how big your studio is, or how many if you have tracks or anything. Depends on the radio station too, doesn't it? As to whether they're running live recording studios or tracks or all that so you're going to go is it basically you're going to drop in dvds and then say a commercial something like that uh yeah play uh play well it's a it's a uh i don't think there are any commercials during my airtime. it's just play a few songs uh interrupt with some information uh talk about any live shows that might be happening nearby cool okay good yeah. well you can educate us on what you're doing over there and uh, we'll educate you on what we're doing over here with our digital internet and how it all works. And we plug in around the world. And we've been doing it so long. We've built up a lot of followers around the world. Plus, we get plugged in because we're a paranormal niche, but we're news too. And so they sort of keep up with us. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, history, paranormal psychology. Uh, psychology. But uh, I'll have to. Uh, I've got Dr. Bruce Cornett. I can't go in and change my stuff now. It's too late. But uh, I'd like to invite you back, Jacob, if you'd like to, and we'll be more prepared next time as you get better and better with live talk shows. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to be on again sometime. Okay. Well, just let me know, and uh, I'd be more than happy to teach you how to run the studio. And uh, every studio is different, and every show is different, and depending on if you want to be on live 24 or you want to put an automatic DJ. 
But I'll talk to you, and we'll see what we can get going here in the panhandle together, okay? All right, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for you coming and helping our ACO club. And uh, you did a great job. And, uh, you know, I think you've got a great voice for radio, and I hope you'll come back and help Tommy and I. And Tommy, uh, could he come back Wednesday maybe and help us on your show? If he wants to. He works all day. But uh, if you can make a night show, it's 7 to 9 your time. Wednesday, you think he'll be available? Uh, I'll have to check my schedule, see if I can. Okay, well, check your schedule. And if not, we may can do something if you come up with some ideas. Well, but uh, I definitely need you to in my author's club. You're in school all week, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I go to school about three days a week. Oh, all right. On the day off, it would probably be okay to do a show, or maybe even on the weekends might even be better for you. The weekends are actually worse because uh, I'm at work usually until 10 o'clock. Oh, oh you oh, work okay. too. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're a busy guy, Jacob. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, I think you've got a good voice for radio. I commend you for uh, going after something that you feel like automatic in, right? That's intelligent. And I agree with whoever walked in. I like your voice, and I think you're going to be wonderful. And uh, if you want to come back and or you want to schedule somebody, an and, uh, author you meet, or uh, anybody in radio and you want to bring them on, let me know. We'll do this again. Just let me know. We have the Authors Club and we have Radio Club. So I have ACIR Radio Club. If anybody's interested, ACIR Radio Club, look it up. It's acirradio.com. And we have TJ Marsh ET Radio. And this is my own uh, brand and uh, my way of filling the airwaves of people that have various clubs and associations. And Tommy and I have ACE, and we have ACO, and he's helping me with ACIR this year. Uh, and hopefully uh, other people that have Revolution or Aquarian, we have other stations. And we uh, all help each other when we can. So plug in. And uh, stay letting us know what you do. We want to know who you are. So thank you, Jacob, and we hope we put you in our hotel directory. All right, love and love. You put something down every fucking time. That was Tommy. Sorry, y'all had to hear that. Uh, That was his Buddhist girlfriend. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jacob. You did a great job, and I, I think you're going to like having this on talk shows. And uh, you're, you'll be good at interviewing people, I'm sure. But come back just to talk with me sometime. And if you want to get some co host experience, we'll be more than happy to have you. You did a great All job. Right. All right. Thank you. Really yeah, enjoyed thank it. Thank you for having Had me. a great time. You bet. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All, All right. right. All right, let me get, bye-bye. Let me get that, uh, my owner that cut me off. Okay, I think I'm still on. <laughs> but uh, let me, uh, what, are, what was I trying to do? I think I was trying to uh, make sure I know what I'm doing so I can finish the show and get some music on here. Uh, so, uh just uh, stay in touch, and uh, we will be back. Let's see, what is this, Friday? Oh, good. I don't. 
Oh, nobody booked Saturday and Sunday yet, so that's good. Maybe I've got time to catch up this weekend. Well, uh, for somebody that got to meet Jay Allen Heine, can have a lot of stories to tell. I didn't say that much, but that's okay, because Jacob had a chance to get on a live talk show and do a little uh, interview off the cuff, cold turkey. And he's got a great radio voice, and he's already working in a radio station, and uh, I guess he doesn't know what all or everything he's going to do, but he can do a voice on as far as I'm concerned. And he, I may even give him some uh, bumpers, uh, sweepers to do for me uh, on MP3 and stuff. So I may give him a call now that I've heard his voice, and he did pretty good. All right, love and light, everybody, and uh, we will be back. I had to look at my schedule. <laughs> uh, Tuesdays, we do UFO Association. Wednesdays, we do uh, Weird Wednesday, but we do Metaphysics. And uh, Thursday is Janet Care Lesson with the Ascension Center. And uh, Friday's Authors Club. And this next Thursday, uh, we're going to have an author on our Thursday show because he booked it. So and he's an author. He'll join our authors club so we can help promote his book in his life story. And uh, you guys can hear him maybe once or twice a year, if not a month. But we always like to get people out in our office and help them promote what they're doing, especially if they want to work in ufology, alienology, or metaphysics, epistemology, parapsychology. And uh, I'll tell you more about our topics. But uh, if you can, grab an ebook, a base life coach, or a hard copy from Amazon. And uh, it's very inexpensive. And get involved with our coaching and our ethics and standards. And uh, appreciate everybody. Thank you. Jake Richard did a great job tonight. So that's our internship tonight. And Tommy came on to help us, too. So love and light, everybody. I'm going to click off here. Thanks a lot. And we will be back. I try to take off once in a while because I'm writing books too. So, and helping show up and helping organize and consult. So, we're back to you.